Today we hear Juliet Starrett's dramatic escape story when she was attacked by a rhino, and it's sponsored by Harry's.com. We are back in Pittsville, Vermont, where it's raining, with <laughs> Dr. Johnny, Colonel Sephra. I mean, <laughs> all right, start over. With Dr. Johnny, Sephra the plant woman, and Colonel Nye, and we interview Juliet Starrett, the other half of Mobility Wad, the supple leopard, mm -hmm. and I think the biggest takeaway is she answered a, a question that's been haunting me for a decade at my house. Is it, harder yeah, yeah, yeah. To, is it harder to run a business, or is it harder to give birth? Let's see what she says. She answers the question. We're here in beautiful San Francisco with Juliet Starrett, owner of San Francisco CrossFit and Mobility Wad. Anybody out there that follows CrossFit knows who you guys are, you and your husband. Um, you guys are one of the first 25 CrossFit gyms to ever open. Yes. Right, 10 years old. You were just saying to me, it is really difficult building a business, let alone the gym business. But you've been super successful. How? Why? I think there's a couple things. I think you mentioned this earlier, but um, I have a background. I'm a lawyer by trade, and yeah. I think that that gives me sort of a level of sophistication in running a business. Um, I think we have really tried to implement best practices and treat this thing like an actual business. So it's not just kind of a fun show where people, you know, do some weightlifting and exercising. We really have tried to take it really seriously. A lot of gyms um, don't. I think maybe a lot of people get into it thinking, oh, this is just four walls with some weights, and maybe don't appreciate the level of business acumen you need to have to really run a really good gym and have it be successful. Prioritizing, level of detail yeah, to focus responsiveness, on. responsiveness, right. how to manage the human resources and how to manage a big staff. And I think we've also really focused our attention on having an awesome coaching staff. Um, and we've become known for that, and so I think that's not only a way to draw in members, but it keeps them here because you know they, they feel like they're getting really high quality coaching. So whatever you're doing is right because um, I saw hundreds of people in the hour and a half I've been here going in and out of that gym and and speaking to your husband and the staff. Um, it feels like I'm in a doctor's office. Not a gym. It is, it, you know, we laugh that we actually have trouble getting any work done here because yeah. I mean it is constantly busy. Yeah. You know, I mean we maybe have an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon where it's light, where there'll just be a few private clients in here. But I mean, this place is pumping all day long. All right, so you're a lawyer by trade. Yeah. You're, you're, you're an Olympian. No, I was a national team whitewater paddler. So and, and champion. Yeah, two world championships. It's close so, enough to yeah. Olympic level. <laughs> um, and a business owner and a mom. And so I got to ask you this question because I got to just put the stake in the ground with my wife. My <laughs> wife says that giving birth is more difficult than running a business. I say running a business is more difficult than giving birth. You've done it all. What's more difficult? Well, I'm remiss to ever side with anyone but the wives, but I have to agree with you. I think giving birth, and I had two really awful epic births, um, but we're also full of so much joy. But I do think running a business is harder. It is, you know, it is a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of stress. You're taking a lot of risk. Um, and there's, there's also a real pressure because you have a, I mean, we now have a staff between our two businesses of about 40 people who are relying on us for their, their source of income and, you know, their stability. And so there's a real pressure in that. So I, I, I hate to agree at least, with you at, at over least your with, wife. Yeah, but. and at least with a baby, you get some feedback and you smile, yeah. right? There's, there's some in right. With a business, it just some days it's just all downhill. Right, right. there's right? a lot of days that are just like, what you know, Kelly doing? and I always say the grind is the glam because there's a lot of grind. Yeah. There is a lot of grind. 
Let's talk a little bit about um, your, your paddling career. Sure. I, heard, um, I heard you got in a fight with a hippo. I did. Um, I paddled on the National Extreme Whitewater Team for five years, and we won five national championships and two world championships. Um, and that was a really fun way to spend my 20s, basically. Um, and after the 1997 World Championships, we won and went on a celebratory canoe safari on the lower part of the Zambezi with my mom and all my other teammates. Um, we paddled through a section called the Hippo Bronx and a 4,000 pound hippo at full speed, um, full tusks out, ran into our canoe, sent us both flying 10 feet into the air into hippo crocodile infested water. And um, I will tell you, I've did never. You, did you see him coming, or did he just? No, it come. Literally, you're no just idea. paddling I'm just along, along saying it's the most beautiful day yeah. ever. And um, and you know, a little known fact is hippos kill more humans than any other wild animal. I mean, they are like nasty, and we should have known better because when we went to this safari, you see the locals don't even go within 20 feet of the river because they've probably known someone or whatever. But that should have been a gigantic red flag for us. But I was they 27 were years old. They were screaming crazy white lady and her mom. Yeah, right. yeah. So um, you know, they're just like these guys have no idea we're gonna. So so I had to keep. I had to mark spits to the shore. I've never more you know more efficiently in my entire life you and your teammate um, me and my teammate and look like an outboard motor <laughs> we got up to shore and there were still Cape Buffalo and all sorts of other things out there that wanted to kill us and literally the guide tracked down our canoe there were two huge tusk marks where my feet had been I had one little cut on my foot and he literally duct taped on two Tupperware lids to repair our canoe and we had to keep going for two more days Wow so it was pretty epic so the next two days were you just terrified I was pretty terrified, I have to say. You know, I was kind of ready to be out of there. You know, but this was also, you know, I think I'm assuming today on a trip like that they have, would have satellite phones. I mean, this was pre-cell phone. Oh, right. You, you know, no so I mean, we were no access to any communication of any kind. So, you know, we just had to suck it up and deal. And so it's not that people should go out and do stupid things like that, not, <laughs> right? But they should get out of their comfort zone, yeah. which you did. And it probably reframed the way you think so that when there's a really bad day in business, you're like, well, at least I'm not 10 feet in the air. Yeah. Right? Being yeah, chased by a hippo. I mentioned this earlier, too, but I think it's, um, you know, you asked earlier about the business and the craziness of all that. And I think Kelly and I both, having spent a long time in our lives at a really young, formative age, uh, taking risk, at least in that kind of format, I think really primed us to be able to do that in a business context and not feel so stressed. Um, and also, you know, we've, I ha I'm a lawyer, Kelly's a PT. We do feel like we have this safety net underneath us that if our businesses ever explode and things aren't going well, that we'll always be able to pay our mortgage because we have this foundation of education. Yeah, you've got some other tools in your yeah, toolkit. we do. Well, let's, let's take a break. Why don't you and I do some like um, burpees or something? Okay. And then we'll come back. And I want to find out what tips you can give the audience uh, that's going to help them get off the couch and start a business. or Because you've got the experience. Okay. All right? I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. I just got my first Harry's delivery, and I got the best shave I've had in a long time at an amazing price. Like Spartan... Harry's this month is supporting the Movember Foundation and donating money to help raise awareness for men's health. So go to harrys.com now and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in my code SPARTANUP with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com and enter coupon code SPARTANUP at checkout for $5 off the starter set and start shaving smarter today. 
I wanted to do burpees, but not 300. That was a little aggressive <laughs> yeah. on your part, but I guess this is what you guys do. Yeah, well, now we're extra jacked. <laughs> there you go. So um, let's go back. Before we get into business, yeah. let's go back to the hippo. Um, your husband said to me, and, and a lot of people that are into fitness, we certainly say it at Spartan, is you should be ready for anything. Um, would you say you were ready for anything that day the hippo tossed you? I think I was ready for, I mean, I'm, I, when I look back on that and reflect on that experience, I think um, my, and I don't know if it was from my athletic background as a teenager in college or whatever, but I mean, I was ready to react. And I mean, we were in the air and well, I actually distinctly remember flying in the air and already knowing what my plan of attack was. Like, I did not fall in the water and come up and look around. I mean, I was like swimming before I hit the water, knowing exactly where I was going to go. So I felt primed and ready to, you know, be able to react quickly and be able to, you know, deal with the unexpected, which also is yeah, important right. in business. You, 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 and, and we're animals. Yeah. And there you are facing an animal. Um, did it feel pretty primal? Like It felt really primal. You all thoughts of any, you know, I mean, I'm a classic woman where I'm always like thinking about my to-do list and what I have to do and my brain about, is always working. Were you worried about like losing jewelry or something? Or? None of that. I was not worried about how much money was in my bank account or really, I mean, it was pure survival mode. You and the hippo. That was it. It was like me and pure survival. So, yeah. um, and that's really, I mean, you don't have those experiences that often in life. I mean, there, you know, I certainly didn't seek that out I and mean, maybe I did accidentally, but certainly didn't seek that out but I mean that's a very formative experience to just have a you know your you bare, know, bones. bare water, bones water food shelter you in nature <laughs> yeah. yeah so so maybe we could take some tips from that some tips from you being a lawyer some tips from the gym um, for the folks out there that are trying to get off the couch and just and just get going what would you say um, are the attributes they need to be successful not just in running a business there might be a, somebody wants yeah. to become a monk out there or, or run a marathon or whatever what what are some of the tips to get them motivated and and get stuff done. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you either need to be or have someone working for you who is highly organized, which may be so obvious, but I think at least sometimes in the CrossFit context, um, it's someone who's a CrossFit coach who opens a business and maybe isn't the most super organized person. And that's fine if you're not, but you've got to have someone who is working for you because, you know, there's a massive amount of paperwork and communication and management that's got to happen in a business. And so if there's not at least someone that's at a high level in your business who's managing all that, um, there's going to be issues. Like, like on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the most organized, you need to have a 10 around you. You need to have a 10 around you. Right. And that's fine if you're a five, but you need to see that in yourself. You need to realize and see what your strength, strengths are. Right. And that's part of the reason why Kelly and I work so well together is that we have very different strengths. Yeah. Um, and so we work very well together. What we do in the business is totally different and we complement each other because, you know, we each handle different parts of the business. Right. Um, I think the willingness to take risk is important because no matter what in running a business, it's always, there's always an unknown. You know, you can run all the financials and have a business plan and, you know, do all the research, but no matter what, it's just, it's, it's taking a risk. So I think being willing to do that and also having a fallback plan is important. I think being able to pivot on the fly is super important. Um, and, you know, I think uh, we've made all of our business decisions based on doing things that we like and care about. And I hate the word passion and I think it's massively overused. Um, and it's like one of those things that just bugs me. But I think that every, we opened San Francisco CrossFit because we found, we discovered CrossFit. We thought it was cool. We wanted to create a place for our friends and family to train. Um, we didn't really have a business plan. 
Um, and I don't think we expected at the beginning that it was going to blossom into this place that you're visiting today with hundreds of people coming in and out. Um, and same with Mobility Wad. With that business, we didn't start it as a business. We started it as a platform. We needed a platform because we had things we wanted to say and information that we wanted to share with the world. You were, you were excited about it. You we wanted to bring, you wanted to bring it, it to the world. And then, yeah. and then that's the best way to yeah. create a business, right? Yeah, and we opened, you know, we just started a simple blog and gave it away for free because, you know, Kelly had all these things that were going through his mind that we wanted to get out to the people. And, you know, we would be there at 11 o'clock at night filming videos in our garage. And it was a grind for sure. Um, but, you know, it wasn't until later that we really turned that into a business. And, you know, every other you know, relationship we have from a business standpoint is all often based on, do we like these people? Right. Do we want to sit with them and get to know them? Well, and that's a good one, by the way. One of the big, I don't know if you agree with this, but one of the biggest, I've built a lot of businesses. I've had many failures, some successes, as many people have. Sometimes it's about you're just around the wrong people. Yeah. And, and are you better at determining the right and wrong people because of your legal background? Or I, sometimes I think maybe I've, I'm not good at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. or, Your picker is not good. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I just come in contact with so many people, the odds are that you're going to have huh. a few duds. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we've been in the same boat. I think our picker has gotten way better yeah. now that we've been running businesses for 10 years. And, and, and my filter in particular in terms of people who I'll even consider meeting with has become way better. I'm, but, glad, um, I, I'm glad I passed the test. But you're you not alone in that. <laughs> I mean, we have had, so, we've had, we've, you know, we've, made decisions and choices and created relationships with people that we later regretted and you know so I think that's part of the process yeah and I think just to add to that I think the in a business I think flexibility is a huge deal because you know you've got again it's be the ability to pivot quickly and make changes and be willing to innovate and you know not just get stuck doing you know this is what we do this is how we do it you know we're always flexible monitor the environment we're make always a change. monitoring yeah. the environment and seeing what's working for people and not working for people and making trying adjustments. to make adjustments on the fly yeah i love it would you uh walk us through the gym quickly sure welcome to san francisco crossfit i think the first thing we'll do is go into our office so I want to introduce my office manager, Lara. Um, we're talking about four things we think are mission critical in a business. And for me, having a friendly, super hyper-organized person who's behind the scenes and here to greet customers all day long is totally mission critical. Stan standing desks? We have standing desks, which uh, for us are important. We None of us have sat. I mean, we have these stools for when we're feeling really exhausted, but that's a side conversation. Kelly and I are obsessed with standing desks, so of course we have them in our office. Awesome. You you, you live yeah. what you preach. Yes. All right. Snacks. So, snacks. Are snacks one of the... Um... You know, I think this is a nice bonus, but I wouldn't put it in one of my top four. Not top four. Not one All of right. my top four. All right. So the second most important thing, and I think the hardest thing for a business owner is having a super awesome high quality staff. Um, I want to point out Carl Powley over here. He is one of our long-term coaches um, and he runs an amazing, amazing CrossFit class. He is a legend in and of himself um, and we're blessed to have him. And I think as a business owner, one of the hardest challenges is having good staff and keeping your good staff. Uh, that's, your, that's your front line. That's our front line. Right. And um, especially in a CrossFit gym, you know, people come because they want good, high-quality coaching. So it's the most important. What do you do in a gym where you develop that personality, you give him access to all your customers, and then he leaves? 
You know, I think this has been an ongoing problem in not just CrossFit gyms, but all gyms. Um, and we have an unusual model here where we have not only allowed, but encouraged our staff to move on. not move on, but um, diversify. So they have stayed working for us and doing their own you thing. You allow them to do other businesses. We allow them yeah. to do other businesses. In fact, we allow them to use this as a platform for their other business. We don't find that threatening or competitive. Right. Um, and the reality is, for especially for a coach, I saw early on that it's a hard job to do for 30 years, one-on-one -on -one clients and classes, that there's a high burnout rate. And so, so they need other we things. Didn't create the space for them to do other things, yeah. they would leave. And so we actually have had an amazing retention. I mean, we have tons of visitors at our gym and people literally can't believe that Carl is still here. They're like, Carl still teaches a class here? I swore that you were going to say you use electric collars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so number three, I think uh, we have to have a clean and functional space. So I don't know if you want to look all around. Um, but this is, a this is a unique space because it's a former military warehouse. Um, so we had some interesting challenges in getting it set up with all these beams. It's a historic building. Um, it's not just like a concrete garage, you know, garage door kind of CrossFit gym. Um, but I think also it, the space itself creates a really special vibe. So I felt um, it as soon as I came yeah, here. There's and, yeah, there's something about the feeling of the space. It was um, organized. You felt comfortable yeah, in it. Lots of organized. light. Organized. Yeah. We have tons of visitors. People know what to do right when they come in the door. Um, so I think an organized, clean facility is important. Um, and then this is may seem kind of silly, but has ended up number four has ended up being awesome for us in this space is we have this hangout area. Um, and it is, it's actually not that many people here today at this moment, but on most days of the week, we have four or five of our members here on their laptops, working people who work from home, people take meetings here. It just has Becomes created part of their a life. real community space for yeah. folks. Um, and, uh, you know, we knew we wanted some kind of space, but we didn't really expect that, you know, it that would, would always be used and that it would really be valued. You know, we thought maybe at one point we would just floor out the rest of this and have more gym space. And we really protect this because it's been so important for our members and staff. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. So good to talk to you. Yep. So I think we found someone who might almost give Robin Benacasa a run for her fitness money. Yeah. This lady is something else. Now, it's funny because obviously fitness is her life, but she talks a lot about approaching fitness as a business too. Clearly that's, they've, they've done a good job with that. So what was your- She was, she was a lawyer, yeah. right? So that's impressive to anybody that's able to put in all that work to become a, a lawyer, um, practice being a lawyer and then break away and get into fitness, mm -hmm. um, be a mom. She mm -hmm. juggles a lot. She answered, she answered my question. Yeah, so what was the answer to that? Uh, it was pretty interesting. I, I heard it, but tell us. My wife take. has not seen this this uh, interview yet. She will when this is wrapped up, when we wrap up here today. And um, she answered that running a business is more difficult than giving birth. Yes. Human body is designed to give birth, as I suspected. <laughs> Joe! <laughs> Dr. But, Joe. And, and it's not, it is not designed to deal with running but, a business. <laughs> but I think the question is, what, what is harder, being a parent or running a business? The giving birth is, is what, at, at most 24 hours? 36. Okay, 36. We're doubling down on this, but it looks <laughs> like. No, no, what I'm saying is it's, it's a temporary, you're, you're measuring something that's temporary, temporary pain. Barely painful. No, oh, it's extraordinary. Joe, come painful. on. All right, I haven't had that experience yet. Versus a long-term. Uh, so 
Anyway. Uh, uh, personally, I'm not, I'm not getting involved. That you're in practically a baby and haven't had babies yet. Thanks, Johnny. You're welcome. Um, I, I figure we, we probably are not the panel to be analyzing this <laughs> <laughs> um, We could ask our Marian? Uh Marion, what are your thoughts? Marion, what are you? And there you go. Agree. Right. You agree with what? I, I agree. Having given birth, now parenting is like running a business. Oh, there you go. See. So you, oh, so you so agree with both Marion said so parenting is like, like running a business. business. Giving birth is like a piece of cake. Basically. There you go. <laughs> it's just it's like nothing. It's easy. Piece of gritty cake. But I, 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 I also like the just on that note. I, I love that she said, um, you know, with a business, you don't even have these beautiful little eyes looking up at you, making it all worthwhile. Mm. And so, you know, that, that was how she justified saying that birth wasn't quite so bad because you had a reward out of it. Whereas right. a business, every day you go into the grind, which you say the grind is the, the glam. glam. What do you mean by that? Well, she was just saying that um, that is the fun stuff, right? Yeah. When you get to the finish line, um, that's not what it's all about. It's everything that leads up to the finish line. Sure so, so embrace it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, what do you think of that hippo story? Oh, it's just, you know. It is a story, I'm sure, that's the best story at any cocktail party she goes to, right? I mean, <laughs> who goes out in a kayak and then it's just a gets... canoe. Was it a canoe versus Definitely, kayak? Definitely, I love canoes. You guys going to fight again? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for safari. Who goes out on the water and gets slammed by a hippo? I mean... A lot of people, they're the uh, most deadly Are they the most deadliest animal? That you said that. I did say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but most back people, your point, I but said most it, people it's true. don't go in the water with them, I yeah. would think. Or, you know, reminds me of... Um, Oh, the guy with, in, was in the water with the snake, the python. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the swamp, Levinson right, Wood. Right. But I mean, yeah. but she talked about survival mode. She talked about making the decision immediately, being in the air and already knowing what she had to do when she hit land. You know, saying basically Summer. she was already in full stroke. I, I, I was hoping at some point you would ask her, well, her mother was in the boat with her, right? Yeah. Did, did, did she pull her mother to shore? Did the mother swim? Did, 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 no, did, the mother, she, she perished on that trip. No, I'm kidding. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, You're laughing, by the way. Oh Juliet, when you watch this, please do not get upset. That was, that was felt, the best the I best felt terrible. Pause. But I was curious because I don't think she talked in the story about saving her mother at all. She, yeah, yeah, she was in the boat oh, okay. with somebody else. Thank goodness she's okay. But, yeah. Juliet, but, we're not joking about but again, your mom. She, no. she knew immediately what was important, you know, and, and survival comes in immediately and sacrifice, well, <laughs> sacrifice maybe you gotta outswim the person the other people right sure or the hippo yeah or the, well yeah oh, just the other just, people. just the other people right that's okay. how the joke goes oh i get it <laughs> a little slow on the and then we asked we, we you know we talked a lot about her businesses and stuff and she said you got to know your strengths you got to know your weaknesses yeah. which we it's a common theme we've heard before yeah, yeah but she said her and her, her and her husband were, were a well-matched pair because uh one is strong organizationally and one isn't getting more of a creative person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's true. That's uh, good matchup. I wonder what those is. kids are going to be like. And you need that organized person in your group is, yeah. is what she said. And I, um, when we hire, I always like to look in somebody's car. That's what my their, dad says. Their car is a mess. I'm um, concerned. Yeah. Oh, thank God you haven't been in mine. That's, my, <laughs> that's like my dad's first thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. it does portray. Well, and again, thinking back to her, her just her own athleticism, and you just look at her when she's talking, and she's such a, a strong, confident person. And same with him. You look at the, both of them uh, being um, mobility-wide, and you really get a sense of health there. Like, it's not just strength. You get some people, and they're all bound up and strong, but they don't look healthy. They just look healthy. Like, yeah. they look like really capable people. The whole family. They're out there uh uh, swimming. They, they actually, I went to their house mm -hmm. after uh, the interview, and they um, 
and you'll see this on a video at some point, they handed me a 45 pound dumbbell and threw me in their 11 foot deep swimming pool. <laughs> and uh, it's harder than you think. Yeah. To get out of the pool. How did, how did they get the yeah, dumbbell what did, out? What did you, I mean, did you have to try <laughs> the water with it? You, you got to get, get up and out. And um, I mean, you eventually figure it out, but it but it's work to uh, oh, yeah. to get going. Every year. Well, video's up now for those of you uh, looking to see me potentially drown. Every year, uh, every year when my when we'd open up the pool at our house, my dad would dress us in full like ski gear, and this is when we were younger, obviously. And we would have to jump in the pool, and we'd have to be able to swim out with like all that heavy gear on to make sure that we could handle it. I want to hear more stories about your childhood. This sort of makes some sense to me now. Before we was allowed to drive in a uh, car i went to skip barber racing school and learned how to like slide out and be, do nice. a defensive driving school because my dad was like you're not going on the road which today. which i would you like to say the first time i was ever in a car with Safra, we were in an accident <laughs> the very first time so True. it is all starting to make sense again that was my nickname Crash, yeah. 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 How, did, how did the skip barber school do Oh, it was great. You drive, um, I don't know what those red cars are. Not a Ferrari, like a, something. I'm sorry, I'm not a car. I like horses. A red um, car. The red what one. are those red cars called? Anyways. Are they the Ferraris or the Lamborghinis? No, no, it's good because, because you slide Thorough out. You, you go through a slide and you learn yeah. not to slam on your brakes when you're sliding. Yeah. And then um, I had a pickup truck at one point. What color was it? Um, black. It got taken away when I went on fish tour. <laughs> anyway, I slid out at one point and I had, because I had the muscle memory from from doing that, I knew not to slam on the brakes, and I was able to create a willing, not, you know, not not go into something. So I think it's nice. I think it's all about like scaffolding the learning and roll, you know, just tr training your body and your mind for how you want to be able to react. So with that in mind, um, come learn some more at SpartanUpPodcast.com. <laughs> That's a very uh, abrupt uh, ending. Wow. <laughs> very abrupt. Done. Thank you for listening to another epic story of success. Find show notes, video, and audio from this wonderful episode at SpartanUpPodcast.com backslash 063. Or follow us on Twitter at SpartanUpPod. The SpartanUp Podcast is brought to you by Spartan. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. Spartan.